right. Are we going? Are we going? Yeah. We're good. Sweet. I'll just turn the clicky oh, bits off. Spill steam. <laughs> just give us a cue. Right, we're going to go now, lads. Yeah, clap. <laughs> Thank okay. Cool. We're in. Right, welcome back to another episode of the Average Joe's Podcast. I'm your host, George, and I'm here with co-host of the Average Joe's Podcast, Harrison Roberts. You right? Yeah, you right, mate. Yeah, yeah. We are joined today by a special guest, Sam. Welcome, welcome to the pod. <laughs> We've kind of just like thrown you straight into this because like a minute ago we was messing about and then Josh was like, right, we're going. <laughs> so <clears throat> we are good to go. So like I just said to you a minute ago, uh, I wanted to say this off the bat, right? So I think through your life you always start meeting people mm. who are one, going to be around for a long time, and two, are going to have a really positive influence on your life. Yeah. I only met you recently, and I can tell you're going to be one of those people. So Cheers, I mate. met I, I met somebody like this a few years ago. His name's Jake. Like We've become really, really good friends. Um, and he's one of those positive influences on my life, and I feel like you are going to be one of those people in Thanks, my life mate. as well. So that's the ass-kissing that I said I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and see. Yeah. I, I've never had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've known him a couple of weeks. I've known him 10 Harry's years. just, unfortunately, <laughs> been stuck with, I've been stuck with him for 10 years. Okay. Maybe more. So, but yeah, no, uh, Harry's is a positive influence on my life, other than when he ditched me for three years, but that's a story we'll for a bit, different yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you offered to um, obviously help me out in a time where I was expressing that, and you didn't know me from from nope. Adam. Do you know what I mean? You didn't mm-hmm. know who I was. Friends, you saw it, yeah. yeah. You saw a clip that I'd put on the podcast page, and you reached out to me and you wanted to help me, so you could yeah. see that I needed I needed help, and it was it was uh, I was something I was struggling with. Mm. So I think that's really admirable. And what I would like to get to know is where that comes from. What 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 makes you the person that you are? Um, it's a good question, mate. To be fair, <laughs> oh, straight off the bat, lads. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Um, I guess I don't know. I guess sometimes you always try, like look for positive influences like in your life. I always think sometimes like you see all these inspirational people. They've got mental inspirational stories. Like I've had po- quite a decent upbringing. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't say I've come from like the slums and all this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've just I've had a nice upbringing. I've been looked after properly by my family and stuff. I've got good friends around me. Um, but then I've always realised that if you flip the coin, there's another side. Mm-hmm. So not everyone is, only until recently, the, the the world ain't always as bright as it is for other people. Do you know what I mean? So I've always thought to myself, like, if I, I mean, I've got it tattooed on my arm. If I can do more for other people, yeah. hopefully it'll pay me back in future anyway. Yeah. So like, just by reaching out or whatever and just saying, yeah. look, I can offer some help. Do you know what I mean? Literally for nothing. It cost me yeah. nothing to, to leave my gym or whatever and say, look, George, just come in and we'll say hello. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I just... it's. It makes me get up in the day. It's cringy as it sounds. Like yeah. I, I, I like waking up going, Joe, you know what? If I can do one thing for, for yeah. someone, for absolutely nothing for me, then I'll go to bed quite happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's um, it's, a, it's a great outlook to have on life. And you've obviously helped a few people because we've discussed this um, when I've been to the gym with you, mm. um, that you, you obviously enjoy and you get that fulfilment from helping people, which mm. is really nice. So you said that you had like a really good upbringing. Yeah. Like where did you grow up? Um, so I was born in Farm Hospital uh, in Bromley, London. Yeah. Um, and then I lived there for 15, 16 years. And then my mom, my dad... Uh, I come from like a proper standard South East London family, so like just head down, ass up, top yeah, thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a pipe fitter, so 
he would go and fit like the sprinkler systems in like uh, the underground and stuff. Um, so like nothing luxurious. My mum's always worked in uh, for like the NHS and stuff. So just yeah. proper standard British family. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just just like normal working day jobs. And then my old man, um, yeah, it must have been when I was about fourteen, fifteen, started to like really get his head down um, and basically build like a proper path for himself. And then he got a job op- uh, opportunity in Whitstable, and obviously I was like, I've only ever been to Camp Sands on holiday, so I don't <laughs> yeah. know where Whitstable is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, then uh, yeah, we moved down to Whitstable, um, and then that's basically when my 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 mum would agree that's basically where our lives like properly started. Yeah. Because obviously we you know we grew up in a not a bad area, but it weren't getting any better every yeah. every weekend. You you did something a bit different. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess I just went to moved down to Whitstable and stuff. Your man got a really like uh, really big job yeah. for a massive company. Started doing really well for himself, um, and then yeah, just basically spent the second half of my life uh, in Whitstable. And then I recently moved to Margate uh, a year ago with the missus. Yeah, so yeah, nice, nice. And your your outlook towards different things did that stem from school? Did it stem from when you left and started working? Like, because mm. you've been a PT since you left school, right? Yeah, man. Well, you've yeah. been in the gym industry. Um, yeah, so I got qualified when I was uh, 18. So yeah. I moved to Brighton for a couple of months. I lived in a caravan in Brighton for a couple of months. Oh, really? Yeah, just to get qualified because yeah. um, I put all my eggs in one basket, really, like financially. Yeah. You know, when you're 18 years old, you ain't got any money of you. So nah. I just put all my money um, into my course. And then, yeah, I think I was, I lived in a caravan in Brighton on a caravan site, which is like two miles out of Brighton Central. Yeah. And I was to ride my bike into Brighton Central to get qualified. And it was like two miles in, two miles back. And I yeah. did through, and that year it snowed proper heavy. <laughs> so I used to come off my bike most days. Yeah, like yeah. Come into like, into college or whatever, <laughs> yeah. looking like a right idiot. Um, but yeah, so I got qualified when I was 18 years old and I'm 28 now. So I've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. And I'll never, I'll probably never do anything else. That's mad at that age, at the age of 18 that you were still prepared to like move away, do what you wanted to do, mm. where 17, 18 for us was spending all of our money in casino rooms. <laughs> <laughs> casino rooms, tapping to something like that around oh, I still here. had fun. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I definitely still had fun. I was, you know, at the time I was like into bodybuilding like the other yeah. typical knobs in fitness industry. <laughs> um, 18 years old, just trying to be as big as I could. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Bright blonde hair. I, I had a good time for a couple yeah. of years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just I just kind of just knew what I wanted to do. I basically... Um, Played football for a bit. wasn't uh, particularly great at football, but was okay. Yeah. Uh, tore my right ACL, so I snapped my uh, cruciate ligament, and then obviously I couldn't do nothing. So I was doing that alongside like, my boxing at the time. Yeah. And then I uh, basically like fell in love with this girl who was like 19 years old and a PT. Um, I didn't fall in love with her in like, in, like a physical sense, but yeah. I think I was when I was like 19. It probably. I think now looking back on it, I probably experienced like uh, a dip in my mental health. Yeah because I was always doing something and then I couldn't do anything. And yeah. then she pulled me out of a hole, helped me um, with all my physio, got me back to fight, basically like fighting fit and stuff, playing football, doing whatever I wanted. Um, and then I was like, well, that's what I want to do for other people. Yeah. And it just clicked in my head. I was like, I've literally like been, I put all my faith in this person. I have yeah. no idea who they are. And then like my recovery time back then was supposed to be like a year. And in nine months I was, um, I was boxing again. Yeah. Wow. So it was amazing. For me, it was amazing. Do yeah. You know what I mean? just, I, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, still, if you... still in contact with her now as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, that's cool. It's, um, I was going to say that from being a PT and that obviously being an industry of helping others, it's, mm. it's possibly where your, your love for helping people comes from, I guess. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I do think, like, especially now, 
the industry's changed a fair bit. You can get qualified in six weeks. Right. Like it's, it's rapid. Like kids see some geezer shredded on Instagram with a, an eight pack, and they're like, yeah. right. Oh, they think oh, I'm just going to train fit birds and do whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like outside looking in, that is a massive part of the job role. Yeah. But it's not what the it's not what I don't think it's what the industry's built on. I think the industry's built on helping the average the average Joe. Yeah, we typical shout plan. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't get him on again. <laughs> but like the av- you know what I mean. You, I always say to him like I I used to have it on my Instagram bio on my, my business cards. Um, I like to train the everyday athlete. Yeah. And everyone's like, what does that mean? I'm like. I'm talking like your mums, yeah. Like your dads who've got like two jobs who are trying to make yeah, ends yeah. meet, who who have no time, but are trying to make an effort and get yeah. themselves healthy and stuff. Like they're my bread and butter. Your so commuters. I like, yeah, absolutely. Just everyone who doesn't have time to train. Yeah. Um, is for me. It's like where I've earned my money. So, yeah. And I absolutely love it. I've been yeah. there ten years, mate. I will literally have hundreds. So. And is it so? What's the, what's the future plans with that? Because obviously you're now a. Uh, General manager of, yes, mate, of yeah. uh, the gym group. Yeah, yeah, general manager of the gym group. Yeah. Uh, I run the Ashford branch. I, I did run Thanet. There's a new one opening up, uh, undisclosed location, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, near Medway. Yeah. So it will be over this way, okay, um, cool. which is cool. Um, and I should be going to run that one, hopefully. Um, I've just chucked a few quid into a private setup at home. Yeah. Um, so I've literally just spent you know, X, Y, Z on basically a, a PC studio that I want to be able to run yeah. from home. The pandemic hit me like a train because obviously yeah. I can't go to gyms and stuff. No one mm. wants to come to me or whatever. Mm. So I want to future-proof my business a little bit. Yeah. I think I, I had a bit of a headache with that. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a few other little things in the pipeline, yeah, too, yeah. which you know about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which is just like slowly but surely getting off the ground and stuff. So Is that yeah. something that we can talk about today? Or yeah, we of course keeping can, it under yeah. No, 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 it's fine. Because um, <laughs> you are a sponsor of the van project. Well, exactly, yeah. So... Um, if you want to go into uh, yeah. what is going to be problem, um, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm uh, starting a clothing brand called Problem. Um, it ties into the old man uh, quite well. Yeah. So like, it will be basically a fashion brand um, that I'm not too far away from getting like my first. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds. I feel cringy saying it because this is so new to me. But like first season out there, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I'm just starting off with like accessories. Obviously, I had this conversation yeah, with yeah. you. Um, but like. Some, the way I'm going to basically do, ha, run half of the clothing <laughs> brand is that I'll do like uh, like one-off um, sort of like collections, but all the proceeds will go to like charities that have hit yeah. people like me and stuff and so on. Yeah. Um, obviously, like people have been affected by like people coming to the podcast and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I'll do like uh, like problem solved, yeah. and then like obviously the solved will be like the colouring of yeah, the cha- yeah. chosen charity. Um, so like the first one will be purple, which will be for dad and stuff yeah, and yeah. cancer. So. Yeah, I've I've just uh, been getting my head down with that really. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably about two months before my dad died, I started it, and now like it's a bit nerve wracking because I'm putting money down, so yeah, obviously trying to get it off the floor, but yeah, it should be quite cool. Yeah, no, it's uh, it sounds like it's gonna be an exciting project, especially with mm. what um, like the underlying like what's the word I'm looking for the not the morals of it, the message. Yeah, like the message behind mm. it. Um, and the values of it, yeah, uh, like where that's where that's gonna go. It's, it's 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 an exciting thing, and you know, like I don't have like tons of knowledge, but I've started building knowledge. And if you ever need help with that, then you know, you can yeah. come and talk to me. But um, so I mean, that does lead obviously on to your dad. Yeah. Um, he died two months ago. Yeah. Pa- yeah that's it. So I, I can never, yeah. never say that that word. But um so he had he he, he had cancer and he and he passed that and how long was he fighting that for? Um so he got diagnosed in November. So 
late November, um, essentially I had a phone call from my old man just saying, I need you home uh, at five o'clock today. Like, I've got to have a little bit of a family conference. And, you know, it's like, my, you don't hear from people. Like, I never hear from my... I would call my dad every single day and we would chat rubbish about mm. football, women, yeah. drugs, cars. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. chuck it in there. He was a proper geezer. So like, yeah. we would talk about absolutely everything. And for him to say to me, I need you to get your mum and your sister home, yeah. no matter what, at five o'clock today, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget it. He walked in and I knew. Mm. It sounds mental, but like that day, um, he walked in and he looked awful. And that was only in the November. And obviously he uh, was fine for six months. So it's quite quick. Yeah, so... So what... Um, before November, when he'd been diagnosed with it, mm. did, did they say, like, roughly how long he'd actually been suffering with it? Because he was obviously a hard-working man. Yeah, so weirdly enough... <coughs> this is a bit of a long story, but I'll cut it short. No, that's fine. During the pandemic, my dad uh, got COVID. And then he got double COVID, pneumonia. And then at 3am one morning... Uh, I had a phone call and all I could hear was like the breathalyzer machines in the background and it was uh, from my dad and like every other word like you couldn't make out what he was saying because mm. like, of like the rise and fall of the machine helping him breathe and we got called like, my dad was like I'm making my final call to you now like I'm going to die <coughs> wow bear in mind like two days ago he was just in a building site in London doing a normal job that he would always do um, yeah and he just uh, he, he literally was like Sam I've been told I'm not going to make it and I was like your brain is like, obviously just my world, type. My, my dad was literally one of my best mates, yeah. so my, my world come down, my mum's crying her eyes out, I was in I was in bed with my missus, and she like woke me up, and like, I took the phone call, and then didn't hear anything for like a day, and I was like, do you know what I mean, you don't know, I'm like, well, I can't get hold of him, because obviously he's not on his phone, yeah. two days after that, get a phone call, this time it's from my mum, because I was, um, I think my mum, uh, obviously where she works in, in the NHS, she was trying to get hold of a few people to understand what was going on. Yeah. Did you know where he was? Um, he was in uh, he was in Kings in London right. at the time, um, and obviously he got. And because it was because it was COVID, you couldn't you can't go. Can't, so. At the time, couldn't even travel. Yeah. Wow. So it was just it was all a bit a bit of a whirlwind for a couple of couple you know twenty four hours or whatever. Um, yeah, I think it was like the second or third day after my dad called me. Um, I think uh, we had a phone call from a nurse and she literally was just like, oh, your dad's improved a lot. We've tried something new on him and he's, he's, he's going to make a recovery. And I just remember, like, <laughs> sounds weird, but just going numb. Because yeah. I'm like, two days ago, my own dad was literally on the phone. He's like, Sam, I ain't going to make it. And he's like, he literally was like, word for word. He was like, I've been told to make this as my last call. So it sounds awful. But when my dad passed away, obviously recently, it hit me way harder than I thought it was going to because I thought... I kind of thought I'd had that wobble with my parents, you know what I mean? Like, my dad was, like, going to die a year ago, or it was literally almost pretty much a year to, like, the day, almost, that uh, when he got um, diagnosed with cancer, he literally, like, walked out of the the COVID ward. But then I did, like, all of his therapy with him. So my sister's a personal trainer as well. Um, She's, like, she's awesome, to be fair. So between me and her, we basically, like, wrapped our brains uh, together to make a plan for my dad. So I'd meet him on her, uh, like, at Herm Bay, and because it's weird, he has to go through a time where he's, he had to incubate himself. So like we have two dogs at home, two staffs. No dog hairs allowed near him. Can't go on a building site because of dust. <coughs> he was that vulnerable and volatile that if anything affected him, he would gone. So he had to have like a, an oxygen tank, like looking after him. 
my dad uh, was like um, professional footballer when he was younger. He played for Brighton and stuff. Played against like Vinnie Jones and all the rest of it. Like yeah. my dad was a proper good footballer. He played like, over a thousand games of football, so he was super fit. Yeah, he carried a bit of timber, but he was still stupidly strong man, stupidly fit. Yeah. So to go through all of that with him, like COVID, like I'd meet him at Herne Bay. We'd go for like I don't know between here to the end of the garden and back, and then that'd be it for the day. He would not be able to move. So I got him from that to then running like 5k with me pretty much Yeah. over a space of a year wow. going back to really fit and then about a month later he was like right I'm fully back into work my dad uh, runs his own business or yeah. did um, and he was really successful and stuff so he's doing really well and then uh, yeah just that, that day he come home I'll never forget it he, he just looked yellow obviously just big sign obviously when you're poorly and that, yeah. and that was it that's it's crazy to even like I think you'd got him from walking to running mm. to then him still being ill yeah like he used to literally like put his hands on my shoulders to walk 50 metres like to literally so like we've always said was he like double poorly whilst fighting COVID and then was it, was that kind of the nail in the coffin where it may, it may have sped his body up because his body was just fighting against something already yeah I mean it's just impossible to know um, we, we we will never know how far or how long it was in the system for before he obviously passed away. Um, so yeah, but obviously when they, um, I think I can't, I can't. I mean, I might butcher this. So if, if someone obviously on social media hammers me, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm sure I think it's like four stages to cancer. Right. Um, and he was at literally like stage four. Right. And so when he, so he went straight in for where he was basically into like uh, <laughs> like the strongest legal dose that anyone can have for chemo. So he went in from nothing to like like literally like two days later. It was like you basically you this is your only chance you, yeah you've got to give it a go or that's it and there was like we can't we, le we legally can't give you anymore so he was like my, my dad's true my dad was tough as they come mate so he yeah. was like yeah cool give it to me and I think he was a hundred so before before he started he was 118 kilos and then about a week before he died he was like 89 it's just so he just went oh mate he was my dad was a big man yeah like I've always like pride of myself on being quite a big lad or whatever but to see him that thin like it's yeah it's heartbreaking mm. what I'm trying to think of the way like not how did that make you feel because it's not you at that time you're not going to be thinking how about how you feel because mm. you're not you're not going to be worried about that are you because you're going to just be like right I need to do this for dad um, but what like, what does that do to you? Um, like, watching him deteriorate? It's a tough one, George, because I think, like, because obviously the nature of my job, I see people go up and down for the right reasons. Yeah. So I've had, like, as an example, I had my first ever client I had, like, um, I had a proper moody client for my first client. My first client I ever had uh, was Holly. She was 17 years old. I'll never forget her. This was 10 years ago. Never forget her. She was... Um, she just walked, she literally was just about able to walk after battling bulimia and anorexia. Almost wow. lost her life twice. So she was 39 kilos <coughs> at 5'8". Yeah. Like, I can't even put into words no. how tiny this, this girl was, mate. And as a young lad, every coach in that gym was like, do not touch her because you're, you're, you haven't even, like, cut your teeth yet. And I was just like, I just knew. I was like, no, I can help her. Yeah. I was like, I know I can. So like I went on a massive journey with her. Um, I, I think I ended up putting on like 25 kilos onto her. Got a sign off from the doctor. I had an amazing journey with her. So I've had a taste of like seeing what it's like on the other side. Yeah. 
then I've had clients who have come into me and have been like 140 kilos. Like I've been, I hate the term from a doctor saying like medically obese or whatever. And I've got them down to run like marathons and stuff and, and yeah. like under 100. So I've got off like a third of their body weight. I'm, 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 you know, I've been doing this 10 years. I'm, I'd say I'm right at my job yeah. now. So I understand what bodies look like when they go through like a little bit of, you know, a bit of a rough and tumble. So yeah. to see dad go through it, um, I guess... I mean, this is a bit deep, but um, I have a lasting image of my dad at the moment, of him before he died. Not all the beautiful memories I have of him. Yeah. Where he was a big, strong alpha male. I just see him as a a, a very smaller, frail man at the moment. Mm. Obviously, it's just in the back of my brain. So watching him go to that as small as he was, yeah, I'm not going to lie, it's damaged me a little bit Mm. because I've always seen him to be such a big, strong, powerful man. So yeah, it's just one of those things. I think it's just stuck with me. I just, I just wondered whether, like, if the impact is harder knowing that you can help so many people, but in this instant you couldn't. And like, I just wonder, like, how if that is I mean, what does it make you feel helpless? That's literally what I was thinking. Yeah, was you've seen your dad. You got him to a, a healthier stage after COVID. Mm. You've just been dealt with that blow as a family, and there's nothing you can you can do. Do you know what I mean? In the sense of yeah. what you can physically do. It's, it's a tough one because obviously like, I touched on earlier so my sister and I do the same job do you know what I mean um, she came into the industry maybe like halfway through my career um, best thing she ever did she's fucking brilliant mm. um, and one night we sat there on the sofa it was like, I, like just it wasn't just so like there's a bit that I'll get to in obviously in a little while yeah. um, but we like sat there and was like trying to devise all these plans and stuff it was like right what diet does it, what, so what food does he need to eliminate to help him with his chemo to, to help promote uh, better quality of life in his pancreas and stuff I was mate, I was up at like <coughs> I probably didn't sleep for like a month just trying to research yeah. everything and day by day seeing him I was like I'm fucking losing mm. and like you said like I, I always put other people first mm. because it's for a reason because I'm like yeah. I know they need help yeah. and I know I can help them mm. if I'm like not fit to do something I've referred so many clients who have come to me who I know, like, financially, would be amazing for me, like, four sessions a week yeah. or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is great money for me or whatever. But I'm like, I can't help them. I'm not I'm not a kid. Like, I understand. Like, if they're yeah. going to... We all know the cost of living and stuff. So I'm like, if someone comes to me with, you know, essentially £400 a month to throw at them getting healthier, but I'm physically not capable, I'm not going to fill my water to take it out of someone else's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll go, right, I, I know the best coach for you. Go and see them. When it's your old man, I... I spend the rest of my life now if I could have another week with him knowing that I could get him healthier yeah like if I had to spend 10 years of my life studying to make sure that I could give him 10 years of health I'd do it do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah it's it's overwhelming it's massively overwhelming knowing that you can't do anything yeah and you're literally just having to sit there and watch it yeah that's incredibly hard mm. to take especially when you know you can help people and it's somebody so close that you can't you can't help but you're just trying everything you can and just not seeing the results yeah I mean look, my sister and I were like we're joking about this other day obviously it's been a little bit of time since it's passed and we're yeah. like, um, and we're like we've, we've, everyone's had that client who's just a bit moody to try and get on well with yeah. and stuff you can't build a rapport with them you try everything and it's just not getting through yeah. you're just like I don't know what I might have to say to them look you may need you may need another coach because yeah. I'm actually failing you yeah. um, I've only ever done it at one client so um, I say that but that's my old man because yeah. I actually couldn't, couldn't win so yeah it's proper dented me I'll be honest yeah. I've lost my you know, I've lost my record on that one but yeah, yeah. you say um, 
your your dad was was your best friend mm. um the, what has that done to you losing him like taking um, all the job aspect away and everything that you tried to do like what what impact because i was amazed when a month over a month or so your, your dad passed it was two months ago the other day wasn't it yes mate yeah um and probably about five weeks ago we started at the gym together yeah and you told me that he recently passed and i was amazed to see you mm. at work being positive still trying to help other people mm. and <clears throat> meeting you i would have never known that probably inside you're 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 Screaming. hurting. Mm. It's a tough one. Um, I'm very much like my my old man, just a bit of a workaholic. You know, mm. I've lost like friends and relationships because of it because I just get my head down. Like, it's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, there must be something wrong with my brain. I just like being busy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just what it's all I am. Um, so, yeah this this is the this is where it, it just hurts me a little bit because. So I had to take two weeks bereavement for work, um, but I took my two weeks bereavement to go for twenty four seven care for my dad, and he was alive for eleven of those days, and I had to go back to work on the fifteenth day, and I wasn't like I was, so my mum, my sister, and I, I had the bulk of the job because obviously it's man to man, you have to deal with obviously a man's issues and whatnot, yeah. um, and obviously the sheer size of the man, my mum and my sister ain't yeah. capable of to do um, as much as what I could have done, as much as they did a sterling job. I went to said they didn't because they did a yeah, fucking amazing job. Um, you know, I spent essentially almost, almost 11 and a half days, almost 12 days, out of my 14 days, 24-7 care, washing him, feeding him, sitting in the room, f- falling asleep, standing up, watching him so he don't like, roll out of bed or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. He didn't want to go to a, um, a hospice. And I was never going to put him in there. No. No fucking way. You know, if, if someone says they don't want to go in, they don't go in. Mm. As much as we were advised, it gets, like, with the cancer he has, it gets tough. Um, we would advise you probably to go into a hospice because you've got 24-7 care. I've trained people to do it. I promised my best mate I weren't going to do it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, there were times in there when my dad's asking, asking me questions and he doesn't know my name. And looking at someone you value so dearly, oh, see, it murders me. Sorry, it's, it's, uh, right. it's tough, man. It's, it's just, time. it's tough because when you care about someone so much, and they're not just your dad, they're like your best mate yeah. on the whole planet. Watching someone go through that is uh, is awful because I can't do nothing about it. Mm. So, have, like we, me and him used to have a laugh. Like, um, my dad uh, started to hallucinate towards the end. Obviously, where the cancer moves up through the body. So he was—he would think there's like cobwebs in the uh, in the room, and I'm like, no, nah, this dad, there's nothing here, and he and he was adamant. So I used to like go on on my hands and knees for him, and take the cobwebs out of the way. There's nothing there, mm. and he would like we'd be walking to the toilet. He's like, where are we going? And I'm like, oh, perhaps you know, it's time to go for a wee, mate. Like you know, we've got to do what we've got to do, yeah. and I, I'd have to help him do all of it. Yeah. And um, he'd be like, no, nah, I don't want to go. And then there'll be times where he, he's gone. So you're like, shit. So I've got to get on top of that. Yeah. And then um, there's one time in particular, like when I looked after him, I think my mum had a, a moment with him, my sister did and I did. And um, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it breaks me. There was, okay, uh, just take your time, mate. There was one time, um, 
silly old git. There was one time and uh, he was like striking my hair and he was like uh, calling me this beautiful boy and it made me feel like I was six years old. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, this has been a while. Because uh, two days before that, I couldn't get anything out of him and um, I had a bit of a, obviously a bit of a wobble with mm. that. A bit like now, composure. Um, it's all right. And uh, yeah, it was just humbling because I'm like, for, for that 10 seconds, I felt like the luckiest man in the world. Mm. And then straight after that, he was going, he was like, can you get my son for me? The average person has no idea how that feels. Yeah. Because I'm like, literally, it was like I was sat in his lap at six years old. And then, li- I'm not even joking, probably 10 seconds later, he's saying to me, he's like, can you go and get my boy for me? And then my mum was like, come in the room at the time, and she looked at me and she was just like, it just broke my mum. Yeah, it's quite heavy to deal with, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just like... I can't even really, like, process or Mm. comprehend Mm. that. Like, it's really, like... I don't... I can't... I don't even have words. No, I don't know what to say. It's... It's... I I can see... And you know what I can tell as well? Like, so... The question that I asked you at the beginning of that was... How how are you mm. processing and dealing with it? Mm. And again, from your nature, you didn't talk about yourself once. No, I I struggle. I've always struggled putting myself first, massively. I I don't know. I just I'm not really a selfish person. I always believe like I can always do something for someone else. Yeah. Um. I think my dad was literally exactly the same. Like. You know, we don't come from a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? We come from a typical British working-class yeah. family. Um, and I watched my dad, end, like, before he passed away, bought his dream car. Bought the watch he's always wanted since, like, yeah. since I was born. I've always heard him talk about, oh, Sam, everyone where we come from, my dad used to call me Nob. And he was like, <laughs> Nobby, everywhere we come from, mate, he's like, there's two things I want in this life. And he was like, I don't give a fuck until I get them. Yeah. I'm like, right. And he was like, I want a Range Rover. He's like, yeah. I can't afford one. <laughs> he's like, and I want a Rolly on my wrist. And yeah. I was like, all right. And then I, I'll never forget him. I was like, must be like, I don't know, like nine or something. And he was like, I'll never be able to afford to do it. And then my mum was amazing for my old man. Proper Morecambe and Wise Joy, those two. They were <laughs> rock and roll, mate. So my mum was always like, no, Baz, you'll get it. And my dad's name was Baz. Um, yeah, and uh, it's, it's funny the way life works. About three years ago, he got his uh, watch. And about two years ago, just maybe six months before he got uh, COVID, he managed to get his dream car. So he picked he, off two of his bucket lists, which is cool. But um, the, the, there's a comment from my old man that will stick with me for the rest of my life. and I've never laughed so much, ever. And he, and he, he was sat there, we were drunk around the, um, around the dining room table because I'd moved out at this point. My sister uh, lived around the corner and we come around, we come home for dinner and my, my, my dad was uh, shouting at my mum. He's going, Sal, he's going, Sal what, what's the fucking time? And then my mum's like flashback straight at him. She's just like, why are you fucking asking all of us with a Rolex on your wrist? You're like, you arsehole. Like, being yeah. a, thinking he was being flash. Yeah. And then he was like, I've spent all my life trying to buy one of these things. My fucking eyesight's gone. And I just burst out. <laughs> I was talking to myself. I was like, but it's funny how life works, isn't it? Yeah. He's grafted yeah. his whole life to get something. And then he literally said, he was like, he's like, Sammy, what's what time is it? It's like, I honestly can't read it. He's like, where's my bins? So it's glasses. And I'm like, you're such a prick. <laughs> he but sounds yeah, like man. a proper geezer. Oh, mate. He was a, yeah, he's a beautiful individual, that boy. Yeah. As much as he, um, much as he was a bit of a wanky, he was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful man, man. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good boy. Mm. Yeah, he's cool. 
thank you for sharing that with us because that was obviously hard to do. Mm. Um, and I think it, it's an unfortunate thing that it's something that everyone's going to go through. And, yeah, and when you told me about it, it really, it really hit home because we're the same age and our dads are the same age. Yeah. So like I instantly put myself in your shoes and yeah. I could not deal with it the same way that you ha- that you are. Mm. Whether whether obviously you are put you're not putting on a, a show. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are putting your your wall up for people around you. Yeah, my the girls especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the girls especially because I've always tried to take kind of like if I've ever felt. Um, a bit down or whatever. Uh, I've always kind of like tried to take myself away from the girls. So I don't want them to see me yeah. down. I've always been like my dad. You know what I mean, I've always been like the family brick wall. Yeah. I don't really want them to see me struggling, um, which is probably why I tried to tap myself straight back into work. So I thought, yeah. I can cry in my office and shut my own door. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I've got to worry about my mum and my sister walking in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's no like facade in my from my point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just I am just trying to get on with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I have seek, I have um, seek help and stuff. I've got some good mates around wrapped around yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, everything I spoke you to you and stuff is yeah. really helps. Like, genuinely, network around you. Yeah, massive, massively. Like, I've got some amazing friends near me. Um, uh, I work with a, a lad called Matt. He uh, is a qualified counsellor. He's helped me more than I could probably ever yeah. ever repay him. To be honest, um, I've got some really good mates around me, especially at work and stuff like and like um, you know, like my boys who I grew up with and whatever. Yeah. Obviously, like Luca, um, yeah, Alpha. Yeah. Um, just I've got some really, really good mates around yeah. me who re- really have helped me out. Um, yeah, in I realised that when I was going through it, I felt like a bit of a burden talking to people. Do you know what I mean? You almost feel like people like <clears throat> don't want to listen to what you've got. Yeah, going they're on. like why, and I'm like, your shit is not as important as other people's stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, Sam, shut up. But then. I then find myself talking about it all the time and I keep things... I, I, I used to apologise to people all the time and people look at me like I was like an alien. Yeah. Like, mate, you're allowed to, you're allowed to feel crap. And like, I'd be able like normal conversation like now. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'd have like a normal conversation now. Like no no dramas and then the waterworks would just turn on. Yeah. And your brain's like, oh crap. And you just can't stop it. Yeah. Like now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I talk about it, it still hurts me like, yeah. it, like anything. But you know, you just bite it down your gum shit a little bit then you get yeah. with it. So... Yeah. No, that's it. Well, that was um, yeah. Like, it, it's it's brave enough for a, a man of your caliber in terms of being like your dad and just like say biting down on the gum shield and just cracking on mm. to then coming on a a platform and being able to like open up and speak to yeah. us on this level because I think uh, like a a father son relationship is often like no others like yeah. if you're if you are fortunate enough to have that relationship with your dad mm. like you clearly were yeah yeah um it just like hits 10 times harder when you go through something like you're yeah. going through a hundred percent i do find um like i think my missus has struggled to kind of um she won't mind me saying this no. like, as, as like struggled to kind of understand it from my eyes and I've always said to her I don't want you to yeah I never want you to have to understand what I'm yeah, going through yeah. um and then I'm one of the lucky ones like there are kids out there who lose their parents you know at 
crazy young. Yeah. Or parents lose their kids, you know, from yeah. birth or whatever. Like, there's tons of people I follow on social media who I, I find like who are you know super influential to my life and stuff, and mm. I always see them cracking on. So I'm like, well, my, you know, yeah, different, you know, different way of looking nah. at things, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not easy. I, the one thing I think I struggle with the most is that I, I haven't I can't pick up the phone. I can't. I physically can't pick up the phone and talk to my old man. I used to do it every single yeah. day. Like people used to think, like, like bloody hell, mate, you and your old man are a bit like yeah. a bit weird because we'd always <laughs> talk to each other. But my dad was my best mate, nah, so like, I get we'd it. talk about boxing for like three hours on the way yeah. up from work. Do you know what I mean? And just doing normal stuff, and to not have that outlet yeah. anymore is probably where I, I think that's my biggest struggle. Yeah, no, I do get that because <clears> I I don't I I don't like speak on the phone with my with my old man every day, but I speak to my mum every day on the phone. Yeah, I'm a proper mama's boy. Yeah, good. and like. I'll nine times out of ten phone her on my way to work. I'm normally driving home a bit too late to be able to ring her, but I will always speak to her every day without mm. foul. And if Good. I couldn't do that anymore, that would just break my heart. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even talk to even talk about anything. No. Like no. I like me and my old man. Like I used to hear him argue in traffic. Yeah, and I used to like my old man has a proper temper. <laughs> So like effing and effing and blinding. I could just imagine him with his like stupid ginger forearm outside the truck or whatever, yeah. just shouting at some geezer in London as he's trying to get to work. Yeah, yeah. And I used to think that'd do me for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd like have a word with my mum or whatever. Yeah, my mum's yeah. like issues are like so different to my old man's <laughs> or whatever. But like, it's just hard now because it's like it's just me and the girls. Mm. So I'm like, I just don't have that kind of like male companion. Yeah. Of, like, um, of going through it. My sister's uh, fella Ali. He's, he's a good boy. He lost his dad about eight years ago. Um, he's a bit older than me. Yeah. And like, have he, you been able to talk to him? Yeah, about massively, stuff? massively. Um, That's nice that you can yeah. do that with him. And I've got like another lad, Harold, at work and stuff. Like, I, I got like, a massive relationship yeah. with him. He lost his dad when he was young. So like, it's only when you start talking about it, you realise problems yeah. are so much more frequent. Yeah. And that's why like all, all like the charity stuff, and I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can. Yeah. So people do, you know, do actually help out. Like obviously when I messaged you, and I was yeah, just yeah. like, "Why are you struggling?" Yeah. Like I know a lot of people like will go, "Oh, it's going to cost me time and money." But it, when you when you when you mature a little bit, you grow up and you go, "Actually, my my energy putting into you yeah. might make your week ten percent better." Yeah, yeah. Because ten percent. So why wouldn't you try and reach yeah, out and help? Yeah, of course. So like, everyone around me has been, yeah, it's been phenomenal. To be yeah, fair. it's amazing. Can't them. Just uh, as you've just touched on there about the uh, like fundraising and stuff that you want to do. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about what you are doing September the 1st first yeah um, let us know yeah let the, the viewers more I talk know. about it the more I realise what I'm doing yeah um, so essentially I am going to run from my house in Margate uh, to my gym in Ashford which is 50 kilometres so it's an ultra marathon I'm then going to do a four day shift at work and then run home <laughs> so it's two ultra marathons in a day um, yeah, Josh's face has said it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, I don't really run either, so no, it's, a, yeah. it's a bit moody. But <clears throat> to be fair, every challenge I've like set out to do, I say I don't run. I've done a few challenges, like um, so the Matt, uh, my mate Matt, obviously who I was chatting about earlier. I did like a really hard challenge with him. So we did, we did it in lockdown. Um, and we had to like sign on to like prove that we did it. You had to run four miles every four hours for two days. So the first one's at midnight. 4 a.m., 8, 12 for two days. And then all you get is like a little like t-shirt. So you've done it. And I'm like, I've, got, I've probably lost like a, at least a year on yeah. both kneecaps. So I'm like, this is a move. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So I've done that. I ran London Marathon with my sister yeah. uh, a long time ago. Massive achievement. Um, yeah. She did really well on that. See, 
I give up the impression, yeah, that like I can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I normally just go, I normally just, like, I know we were joking earlier, like, I normally just send it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, do you know what? I'll, yeah. just, I'll just write it down. That's like, how Josh lives. I was just going to say, just like, send it. Yeah, just send it. Do you know what I mean? Just put my name down, and here we yeah. are. So I thought to myself, I was like, right, if I, if I run to work, I'm like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think it's impressive enough. Yeah. So I thought, if I leave my house at 10, so on, so September 1st at 10 p.m., I'm going to leave my house in Margate. Yeah. The only route that you can get to Canterbury without really making it stupid is essentially the way you would drive through yeah, like yeah. Fanet, through, uh, through, through, Can- through Canterbury, yeah, literally, yeah, wow. and then through the woods and stuff. So yeah. I just thought to myself, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just, I'll just try. So yeah. yeah, I'll leave my house 10 p.m. Thursday night, and then I'll probably have like, I'll probably just meet some like friends and my sister, whatever, halfway yeah. um, in Canterbury get like some refuel and stuff and yeah. keep going and then hopefully get some one normal shift on a Friday morning at work 6am start so I'll hopefully have 8 hour window and the average it takes to run slash walk it's 9.5 so I'm already taking a piss trying to go yeah. a little bit quicker <laughs> but I'm like right if I just try and get a move on yeah. then I'll do that I'll just eat as much pizza as I can during yeah. the day at work and then just turn around and run home at two o'clock and just wow. try and go home for midnight. That's uh, <laughs> which is a bit well. Mental. You got our back in, you know, and we'll we'll uh, that, boys. we'll be uh, we'll be supporting yeah, from cool, from uh, from wherever we are. So we'll you come uh, the last mile with me, lads, if you uh, if you fancy. It. I think Ari will probably be up for that. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Last I've got, mile. Like, I've had a load of people say they want to come do like the last mile, yeah. and I just think like as a visual, it will look sick. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I announced it uh, announced it yesterday. Yeah. And my target's five grand. Um, yeah. So I've been doing some research. Five grand goes a long way yeah. uh, in the chosen charity, obviously pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Um, and I raised 900 quid, or just under 900 quid yesterday. Yeah. So I'm like, I've got Amazing. a month to get mm. to start training, which is stupid. So viewers, we are going to put the link to your Just Giving page your in the bio. Yeah. If you boys. can, go down, donate whatever you can. Five, 10, 20, 50, 100, 200, whatever you can. Just go mm. and donate it because it's all for a great cause. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, that is a great thing that you're doing and that's, you know the whole time your dad will be there with you pushing you along and mm. it will be grueling but worth it yeah yeah It'll i mean worth it at the end of the day like the one thing I, I i will say like everyone says to me like at the end of the day like sam you've got no time to prepare for it you're a bit you know a bit, bit stupid thinking you can complete it and i was like my dad woke up one day and got told he had cancer yeah. and he's gonna die where's his preparation yeah where's Betty round the corner getting told that her, her kid's got cancer. Yeah. <laughs> no one prepares you for this no. shit. So I'm like, just, I've got four weeks. Get yeah. up, you know, I'll, I'll run a couple of times before then. Yeah. I probably won't because I'm an idiot. But <laughs> then it'll just, you know, just wake up and just try and do it. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, I appreciate it. Well, you've got the, the, the best um, kind of motivation behind you to, to get to, to do it. Basically. Oh, I'll finish so, it. Yeah. It'll kill me, but I, yeah, I'll yeah. finish it, yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah. I think that's um, a great way to round up the pod um did you should we go into a couple of questions like we usually do um <coughs> we are yeah, losing well, daylight yeah, quick we are losing daylight, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just oh, i just it's not so much of a question it's more like of an observation in the sense of we've done a few of these podcasts now with guests and it seems to be like a repetitive um what's the word i'm thinking of like it seems like a, a occurrence a, yeah well men seem to only really break that stigma of being able to open up when it's to do with br- uh, grief yeah. mm. or loss that seems it's a great to be observation point. yeah like we've done it with me with my uncle ray yeah yourself with your dad um ben last week with his partner you yeah know, like it's 
Who else do we have we had on? We've had Alex. Alex yeah, yeah, like he, he seems to be like that. That seems mm. to be the the breaking point when because I found from my own experiences like like very much like yourself like you don't really express because I had a lot of female family members you know so you try and carry the burden for absolutely them, yeah take it away so but ultimately like, I end up having a little mini mental breakdown as you know and yeah it just seems to get it, it seems to be in my personal observation that it's just again this is why we're doing the podcast yeah to break that stigma so men can just open up so it doesn't feel like such a burden when we have to go through these things you know yeah like, mm. I've, 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 when you were telling me that story, I've had this the first time I've ever met you. Mm. I've been super quiet for the whole thing. Mm. I can't lie, I've been holding back the tears. Because mm. I can only put myself in your situation. Or I think yeah. my kids when I'm older and I don't want them to go through Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, how's your two boys? for you and your family, you know. And Yeah, it's just... Uh, now, George was kissing your ass at the, the start of the podcast. I'll kiss your ass at the end. But, no, yeah, it's just... Um, yeah, massive uh, admiration to yourself. Mate. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah, it's... Uh, Genuine pleasure to, to have met you today. Thank and you very much. Story. Appreciate that. Just one question I wanna I wanna round it up on because it it might be nice for you to think of this. Mm. Um, is that if you could have one more day with your dad, oh, what would it look like? It's killed me. One Sorry. more day. What was what would be the the day that you would have <sighs> with like, your dad? It's absolutely murdered me. Um, Sorry. I think about this a lot. You do, yeah. Yeah, I apologise. That's all right. <sighs> Um. Wow. This is probably upset a few people on the internet, but my, uh, we're like diehard Chelsea fans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to leave this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Cheers, Harry. Uh, um, no, no, no. I just, I think, um. Yeah, man. Like pie and mash. Um. Just before my dad died, my dad's always taken me to Chelsea because I've always been trying to like save for my house or do whatever. Not add too much walking around money. I have, but it's always, my dad's always been like yeah. quite hard on me, so I've always made sure I've put it away to other things. And I managed to treat him. We, we went to uh, like the uh, the Chelsea hotel. We watched Chelsea uh, play. We won, thank God. Um, <laughs> and we had like a sick time together. So yeah, I'd say pie and mash. Late, maybe like a maybe like a Wednesday night Champions League. Yeah, do you know what I mean just few beers down the Atlas, which yeah. is like a local pub to Chelsea. Me and my dad used to love it in there. We used to get into loads of trouble. Sorry, mum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like, that is like my absolute dream. Yeah. I'd love to do that. But then I'd, but yeah, like, even it sounds silly, but do you remember like Soccer AM? Yeah. yeah. yeah, Just Mr. Big Stuff with my old man just taking the mickey in the front room having a bacon sandwich is like my, my, yeah. I've got so many happy memories of him and they're starting to come back. Yeah. One thing I will say about grief is that it fucking kicks you right in the middle like there's no time to prepare you know where it's like obviously when you're especially uncle and stuff people who you are so so dear to you you only see them if if you're unfortunate to go through what I went where you watch someone deteriorate you only see their journey right at the end for a long yeah. time um, and it's only now occasionally someone will mention something and it'll bring like a nice memory back in my head yeah so that's why that question's like oh, fuck like yeah yeah I, I think just going to football with him yeah and just not like not worrying about my phone do you know what I mean just yeah. just me and Being the old man the just chilling out yeah. Yeah, yeah and like watching him buy like another Chelsea beanie hat and he's probably got 50 <laughs> of them at home do you know what I mean like, oh, the like, programme for yeah. the match that he's oh, never going to read <laughs> literally like and he'll be like why are we buying it now we're grown men yeah. <laughs> when you're 16 it's cool isn't it yeah. but like now I want to see the team nah. sheet on the back <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally it's like dad I've got an app mate it's alright yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, going to football for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lovely way to, to round yeah. up the pod. Mm. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And, yeah, cheers, um, it's been a pleasure. No, it's, it's our pleasure to mm-hmm. have all of our guests on because 
you're the ones that are living that trauma for us mm-hmm. and we just have so much appreciation don't we for all of our guests yeah. that come on so thank you um like i said the link for the just giving page will be in the bio below and yeah we um yeah just again just thank you like it's i think this is going to be one that will hit home with so many people that it just even if you haven't been through it i think it will just be just humbling and just like maybe yeah. make people just maybe just hug a little tighter 100 percent. So. like yeah if anyone is watching this or whatever um you can DM me at any point. Yeah. It sounds a bit weird, but jump me. We'll like, pop up your Instagram. It's, what one do you want to put up? Because um, you've obviously got your, your PT and your personal, so. Yeah, I mean, my name will be in the title when it, I guess, it will be, yeah. Another, yeah, don't really matter. Chuck that into social me. media and uh, you'll find Big Sam on yeah. uh, on the uh, on the social medias. But thank you again. And yeah, we'll sign out from there. Sweet.